0: Good morning, everybody. Turn the speakers on. But he's not here, so I gotta remember what to do. (laughs) Make sure that is running. Pop up that shirt. Maybe. Morning. What's up, guys? I do not. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> one, on one second. Make sure nobody's trying to get a hold of me. <laughs> so we got some news today. Hey Terry, hey Andy, Maria, Amanda, Greg who's driving to no answer, (laughs) Terry, how you guys doing, hugs to you guys, hey Pammy, well that's weird, oh there it is, okay, wow, restream is a lot quicker than YouTube chat, holy crap. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Mandy's over on D-Live. Viva Las Vegas. Well, thank you, Nicole, for re-subbing for a month. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> hey, Heather. How you doing? What's going on? Gotta do Pikachu love. That's right. That's right. Love that. I wish it showed up bigger on the screen. I love Pikachu love. Pika, Pika, Pikachu. Restream is... So, I'm broadcasting to uh, YouTube, Twitch... Facebook, DLive and all that. So the other people when they they're, it says restream bot, there's a name. They're in other chat rooms so you can see those. People talking. So everybody in every different chat rooms can talk to each other. If that makes sense. Did I explain that okay? Hey Nicole. Did that sound right? Did I explain it okay? (laughs) I woke up, then went back to sleep, and I just got up, like, at 9.15, my time. (laughs) Yeah, so everybody can talk to each other. So I don't have to go over and go, hey, Andy said this, and Nicole said this. (laughs) Okay, good. Good. How is everybody? I did. I was trying to eat so fast. I just heard a big whoosh. It was as that perfectly good explanation went right over my head. Oh, Andy, you know about it. You you understand it. <laughs> Let me see how many hours there Away from me? A lot? (laughs) You're a ways away from me. You're on the other side of the continent. Yes. (laughs) Everybody loves me, Springboks. Yeah, you guys are way over there. If I was home, if I was home in New York, you're you would have been about six hours away. Hey, Rain, how you doing, hon? Huh? Yeah, if I was in New York, you'd be about six hours away. But being in Alaska, you're I'm a long, long way from you guys, Tammy. Shut and up where two of the four words actually said, Nicole. <laughs> you guys are something else. So I got some news today. Oh, I'm sorry, Pammy. I will try not to. I, I can't promise that I'm. You're, you're best. the best. You you're the best, Nicole. You all are. Terry says, it's 2.05 here. I tell you what happened at 2 p.m., but I'm going to leave you hanging. Oh, that's not nice. That's not nice, (laughs) Terry. Hey, Skook. How you doing, hon? So, shall I get to my news? I got to pull it up first. Oh, what the f- I fart. know! What the fart, man? <laughs> oh, my Wi-Fi is slow today. Or it's not liking me or something. I don't know. Let's pull this up. So I can share it. Well, yeah. Wrong <coughs> one. Oh, Yay, thank you for the ice cream. Hold gave me the ice cream? Nicole, thank you for the ice cream. I'm looking on YouTube. I don't know why when I can look at D-Live. All right, let me go ahead and hold on, guys. You know how it is when it comes to sharing shit. I'm just like all over the place. Well, I don't need audio, but all right. if you feel the need, you must. All right, guys, are you ready? Guess what? Am I sharing it? Okay, hopefully. I'm a grandmommy again. That's my little granddaughter. Briella may Blackman she was born at 2:15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time so 6:15 my time yay <laughs> yep Ryan's baby yep oh shit no I want to stop sure there we go yes. She finally arrived and it's so funny because I had just seen yesterday. There's the auntie Danielle. <laughs> My son Ryan's daughter. There's Miss Ant. <laughs> Not sadly. She you're gonna make a great aunt. Um Hey giggles. She was born, like I said, 2.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, it was funny because in the chat yesterday or in the... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know, right, Andy? Um, I had said Ryan needs to get Savannah out walking. So she has that baby, excuse me, and so... Sure enough. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm ecstatic. I'm a grandma again. Danielle's an aunt again. Yeah. So, does she already have his name? Yes. Yes, she does. Like I said, Criella May Blackmon. Blackmon is our last name. Yes. And she's, apparently, she's a moody one, which fits right into this family. She, uh, I guess, uh, oh, I got the, you guys know I got the gray hair. I got the wrinkles, too. Believe me, they're there. You know what I'm saying? Look at that thing. I look like a Klingon. Um <laughs> She uh, she's a moody one. Apparently, she don't like laying on her back. She likes to be held. So she's already got daddy wrapped. Every time Savannah's taking a nap, daddy's holding her. <laughs> so yay! And it's so funny because I woke up this morning at five thirty. Oh, thank ah, you, Terry. Daddy. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Thank you for subbing. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. Thank you, Giggles, for sharing out on your Facebook. I thought you paid for those highlights you had <laughs> in the other week. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I did pay for those highlights. Dealing with Eddie. Mooncakes! Thank you for the ice cream giggles. Oh, really? I know. <laughs> I'm so confused on how they're doing things on D Live now. I get so confused. I'm telling you. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Your highlights are caused your wisdom. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. You know, my highlights are caused of Eddie. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole, for the lamont The lemons. Yep, Eddie could gray a bald man gray. Yeah, exactly. He could. I know Danielle, I didn't want to bug you because I knew you guys were moving and I know daddy would get pissed if if I called you in the middle of moving. <laughs> so I didn't know if it took you a couple days or what. So I was like, you know, but definitely after the stream, give me a call or I'll call you if you're going to be around, if you're going to be not busy. But I know, I know how dad is. And I was just like. He's going to yell at me for bugging her. (laughs) Why did it crown you? What do you mean it crowned you? It crowned you a mooner. You are now a mooner. Oh, because you are royal. There you go, yeah. Because you are royalty. <laughs> you are royalty. You all are royalty to me. Hey, Joy. How you doing, hon? As you can see, Eddie is not here. He's working. He's having a meeting with the top bosses about milk. <laughs> oh, probably because you're... You've donated the most lemons so far. That's why. I forget about that. (laughs) I don't even see that until somebody mentions it. Yes, you have the gold crown and Nicole has the silver crown and Giggles has the bronze crown. You guys are royalty. Hey, Chris, how are you? So yeah, that's the news today. Like I said, I woke up at 5 30. She had the baby at six fifteen my time. So I'm wondering if I woke up early because I knew. I knew. <laughs> that's okay, Joy. When people you know what I tell people when they mess up my name? I've been called a lot worse. <laughs> Good to hear. Good to hear, Braxis. So, yeah, we're talking today. We are talking Uh, self-love. Abraccess, it's not, it is a bot, but it's not a bot. Well, thank you so much for the lemon, Heather. Thank you very much. Um, Chris, if you look where it says Restream Bot, it'll say a name afterwards. It's just people in other chat rooms. (gasps) Hello, Miss Carrie. How are you? I miss you. Thank you so much, hon. Thank you. I can't wait to hold her. It's so good to see you. Give my love to you, obviously, and OG. That's awesome. I'm so happy to see you. Did you fare well in the Texas storm there? You're awesome. Y'all, you guys are awesome. You really are. I love it, I love it, I love it. But yeah, so daddy's had to hold her all the time. (laughs) So make sure if you guys see Mr. Mingster come in, that is my son, Ryan. Deltarune, obviously, is my daughter, Danielle, the new aunt of the family. And you guys know Mr. Mingster, so... You're the best! That's right. It's my theme song. Well, actually, my theme song is I'm Still Standing by Elton John. I am Joy. This is my second granddaughter. Very cool, Abraxas. Very cool. Um, But yes, my second granddaughter was born this morning. Her name's Briella May, and I'm so excited. Good, good, good to hear, Carrie. Good to hear. Yes. Little grandparent. Hey, Terry. Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Welcome, welcome, everybody. So, yes, Eddie is not here. He's, like I said, he's in a meeting with the bosses about milk. Um. Yes, that's the song, Nicole. That is my theme song. It's been, I think I put that on my Facebook, like, when they first asked. You know how years ago when they first asked you, you're, bio and everything um (laughs) Um, that was they asked for a theme song so i put that i'm doing good terry how are you doing how are you guys doing all right pammy hurry back i caught up with you now hopefully i won't be granddad soon hey i the more the merrier danielle already told me she's gonna have one or none That milk that last forever, I know, right? <laughs> I, I thought of you guys yesterday because I was I was getting milk and cookies, right? And Eddie's you know, because we have this our bedroom as the office, Eddie sleeps out in the living room, so I'm sneaking around, you know, the lights are you know, down. The only light is the T V. And uh so I've been getting my milk and cookies. And all of a sudden, I turn up and he's sitting up, looking at me like he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Like I touched his milk that last rubber, you know, because I didn't have any of my lactose free milk, so I was using him." But it's like he knew. He sat up. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Getting milk cookies." He's like, "Okay." So, what are you doing? Because I don't know. I'm like, "Okay." Oh no! I hear it. I hear the door. Apparently, the milk didn't last forever. That's Pammy. That's like my my. Dad. Counting my kids, my dad and my mom had twenty-one grandchildren. Hey, Kenneth, how are you? How you doing? What's going on? Everybody come and visit me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, one of them is like Nicole and Ultra Bossy. Little know-it-all. The other one is like me and super chilled. Always smiling. (laughs) Well, the moodiness, I will say, comes from their father's side. (laughs) Because I'm never moody, moody. I I shall wait till... Eddie gets in here and then uh, we'll get started after he says his lows and everything. Yes, he did. He scared me. He was like weird. All you need now is three wise kinds (laughs) asking. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, kind of restream is if you look after where it says restream, there should be a name next to it. That person is what's saying hello or whatnot. <laughs> oh, thank you, Greg, and glad you made it home safe. Um, it's just a bot, so everybody in it, all the other chat rooms, can talk to each other. Everybody does it. We love Reed Streambot. We love him or her. I don't know. It's gender neutral, I guess. Welcome back, Danielle. Danielle is my, like I said, is the new aunt of the family. This world has me holding Right? I hear you, Joy. I hear you. I bet you all my kids, when they have kids, they're going to be like, I hope you're not like your grandma. <laughs> So yeah, today on today's show, we're going to be talking about self-love, and he's got chicken. i uh, hungry. You hungry? Yes. I didn't get anything set up. I I, I, did, I, I see that. I didn't think that you were going to be home in time for any of it.
1: Okay.
0: Hold on one second. He's coming. He's Oh, I got to send him the link. Uh, that would probably help. That would probably help. See, I didn't even do that. Give me one second, guys. Sorry. Talks amongst yourselves. <clears throat> Give me one second to get this going. How is work? Long. Mong. <laughs> oh, I almost said it's Ryan. There it be. That is sent. I didn't say well, we hear see. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> Be there any minute. Maybe. I don't hear the bloop yet. Because I didn't go there yet.
0: Oh. Thank you, Terry. Oh, Danielle. Oh, there's the bloop. Okay, it won't let me have you. Hold on. Why won't it let me have you? There we go. Oh, no. There he is. The grandpapa <laughs> <laughs> Him's got the food, huh? Everybody. Jack yeah, him. He's yep. got chicken.
1: I am hungry. <laughs> oh Andy, my old bones are holding up quite well. I can <laughs> still do twelve hours shifts at work. <laughs> hey everybody. I'm not gonna try the name everybody. There's like I don't know how many people are in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is playing hide and seek. he was. I couldn't get it to stay on a screen.
1: <laughs> thanks everybody <laughs> Terry
0: hello Eddie. I heard saw you before i or I heard you before I saw you.
1: Okay, you're a big
0: doll. Okay. So he's just going to go. <laughs> you're the best. Thank you, Nicole. You're the best. That's right. Get those mooncakes to spread out there. All right, guys. Shall we get started? Today we're talking about Self love. If I can stop burping, that would be great. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's talk about self love, shall we? We know it's very, very hard. It can be... Learning how to love yourself can be pretty fucking hard, right?
1: So, learning how to talk.
0: Right, yeah. Well, that's true. I'm going to be realistic here. For example, how can you learn to love yourself more when your mind is literally at war with itself? Right? How can you learn to love yourself when you hate what you see in the mirror? We've all been there. We've all been there. How can you learn to love yourself when your environment is positively toxic and depressing? How can you learn to love yourself when no positive role models are around you? And how can you learn to love yourself when more people label you as being selfish and neglectful? How? Well, I don't profess to know all the answers. I have been on this bandwagon for years. And I've experimented with a hell of a lot of different angles to come in and help and, you know, take away. Slap so myself in advance. Oh, no. <laughs> um, you know, figuring out what works and what don't works. I mean, individually, one thing that works for me now might not work for you and vice versa, right? So that's why I like bringing these different kinds of things to help you figure out what would be right for you to help you guys if you need it. Um... So let's talk about self-love. In short, self-love is the forgiveness, acceptance, and respect for who you are deep down. All, all you, your beautiful parts, your hideous parts included. It's loving you with everything. When you love yourself, you take care of yourself and you honor your limitations. You listen to your needs and you respect your dreams enough to act on them. When you love yourself, your happiness, health, and fulfillment are all of supreme importance because you realize without loving yourself, you will never be able to genuinely love another. Exactly, Terry. Yeah, we've been there. (laughs) Andy, I have yet to find a mirror that can hold up to the shock of my reflection being in it. Oh, my God.
1: So Welcome back, Joy.
0: Welcome back, Joy. No problem, hon. No problem. So self-love illuminates, improves and deepens every aspect of life. Here are some of the many benefits of learning how to love yourself more. You have more tolerance for your flaws and your weakness. There's more self-confidence, more self-forgiveness, a healthier mindset. And less, less less self-sabotaging thoughts. Improved ability to discover and fulfill your personal, personal destiny. Increased love, acceptance, and compassion for yourself. Increased love, acceptance, and compassion for others. Improved relationships, friendships, work life. More authentic connections with people. Enhanced joy and gratitude for life. Increased playfulness, creativity, and spontaneity. More self-trust. Healthier wise choices. Increased access to new opportunities. I could probably go on for another few pages, but these are the most immediate benefits that come come, come to mind. Why is it so damn hard for us to love ourselves? The short answer, we were raised in a society and like a family that didn't teach us about, and likely a family that didn't teach us
1: about self-love. Hi, Ashley.
0: Hey, Ashley. How you doing? Where is she at? I I totally don't see her.
1: Right above Andy saying you and me both, Terry. Okay. She's there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I believe you guys. I I mean <laughs> Oh, there she is. Hey Deadpool. Hey, Deadpool. Yup. I am. I'm a grandma. Twice over today. <laughs> so All throughout our early lives, we're taught how to read, write, calculate, build, theorize, study, and analyze life. We're taught how to say please and thank you, as well as what's acceptable and what's unacceptable to others in a society at large. But most of us fail to be educated in one essential dimension of our life, and that's self-love. Something that continues to shock me about my own upbringing was the distinct lack of Emphasis on respect for oneself and acceptance of one's flaws and virtues alike, and virtues alike. Sorry, setting those healthy boundaries. You know, like what's unacceptable in your world. If you were raised in a culture and society similar to my own, you're probably taught to put others before yourself, right? And not give much consideration for your own needs. Self-denial and self-sacrifice were two of the main values taught in our childhoods and continue to be emphasized on the markers of kind, caring, worthy human being to this day. Unfortunately, As we learn later in life, these two values taught nothing except more emotional and physical physiological pain of being a self-imposed martyr with no real understanding of how to take care of yourself or others for that matter. The results of not being taught the value of self-love in childhood and adopting the socially accepted guise of being a martyr is basically depression, bitterness, anxiety, resentment, and profoundly flimsy self-esteem. However, even though you may not have been taught how to love yourself growing up, the door of opportunity is still open and always will be open. But before we talk, walk through that door, let's explore one massive myth associated with self-love and perpetu- perpetuated by the same society that taught you to be an externally focused martyr. Hey, Mo. Hello, Mo. And this is a big one. Is self-love selfish? No. That's right. But we're taught that that loving ourselves is very selfish. Oh, I'm sorry, Joy.
1: Every oh, sorry, what? I'm just—I was just going to say I—I I, I can understand how Joy feels, but Joy's also got to think: Would your husband want you to be angry? That's true.
0: That's true. But hugs to you, Joy, definitely. So every now and then you may hear um, it stated or implied that self-love is selfish. Perhaps you live in a family that condemns any form of self-care and celebrates toxic self-sacrifice and
1: martyrism. Ratio. What ratio? One point six one eight ratio. <laughs>
0: Surely he taught you to. Right, exactly. Hey, Ratio, by the way. I'm doing good, Mo. Thank you. Thank you so much for the follow. I appreciate it, Ratio. Hey, Nubs.
1: There's Nubs.
0: So, or maybe you worked in an environment where self-love is scoffed at or even seen cynically. Whatever the case, it's important to nip this massive misconception in the bud. Self-love is not selfish. Why? Because without taking care of yourself, you are incapable of truly taking care of others. Self-love actually benefits other people, not just yourself. When you're able to genuinely love and accept yourself for who you are, you are able to love and accept others much more fully. Self-compassion involves treating yourself with same kindness, concern, and supports that you would show a good friend. When faced with difficult life struggles or confronting personal mistakes, failures, and inequities, self-compassion responds with kindness rather than harsh self-judgment. Recognizing that imperfection is a part of a shared human experience, we all make mistakes. We've known that. But when we make a mistake, what do we we're so hard on ourselves. So the next time you still you start feeling guilty for dedicating time to yourself or caring for your own needs, remind yourself that practicing self-love, you are actually strengthening your ability to love others. So what does science say about self-love? Numerous studies have shown that learning how to love ourselves is beneficial. Here are some examples of of findings that have been discovered and all the sources will be down in the description (coughs) when I'm done with this if you want to check it out yourself. Self-acceptance is the key to living a happier life. Self-compassion results in making better, healthy decisions. Being kind to yourself results in less anxiety and depression. Self-compassion reduces the stress that leads to procrastination. Well, I I don't know what to say about that. I can't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> because I procrastinate a lot. <laughs>
1: no. People procrastinate. About procrastinating.
0: (laughs) What Danielle and Ryan's dad used to say to me, you need a cigarette just to have a cigarette. (laughs) Self-care, you can reach your goals. Self-love, you can support you through adversity. Baby steps, yes, Nicole, you're exactly right. Contrary to popular belief, learning how to love yourself isn't new age woo-woo, okay? It's actually one of the smartest decisions you can make in your life. Now there is a dark side to self-love. And it goes, yes, learning how to love yourself more might all feel all warm and fuzzy inside, but it's not always sunshine and roses. And we've talked about this before. Say it isn't so shadows. <laughs> Why did he do? I know. I cannot, you know. Terry, I'm sorry to hear that, hon. And, yeah, that's definitely, you know, it's tough. Definitely tough. That's why baby steps to know who exactly you are. And a lot of, I know a lot with me is was forgiving people because they didn't know what, I mean, they knew what they were doing, but they, it's hard. Well, in my family, fortunately, I didn't have to deal with anything like that. Um, it's just the old school way of living for my family, if that makes any sense. Um, the truth is that the most people will not to, want to support you when it comes to self-love. Not only that, but society at large will continue to bombard you with toxic subliminal messages such as you have to pe- have to make people like and accept you. You have to put others' needs above your own all the time with no exception. Right you, back, you have to confirm to the status quo and fit in. And when it comes to those around you, you have to be unhappy and disconnect. Just like us. Hey Matt. But you the thing of it is, Matt, you shouldn't hate yourself. Okay. We you know, I have definitely have regrets. I have a lot of regrets. But That's in the past. I'm. I wasn't that person back then that I am today. Thank you for the follow. He's Dakota. What's up? No, it ain't. I'm sorry. My bad. Close to the name, but not. The
1: <laughs> well, specialist she says that acceptance comes from within. If, if your acceptance comes from the outside, then the outsiders own you. In a sense.
0: You're right. You're exactly right. Good way to put it. Very good way to put it. Hello Matt. I didn't did I say hello to Matt?
1: I think so. Okay.
0: Hello, Matt. If I didn't say I hope you're doing well. <laughs> um, so the real reality is that most people don't like truly being happy. Instead, they prefer comfort, stability, security, and control. Why? Because that's safety and that's predictability. And it's the most comfortable way to to live, according to social culture standards, which is true. I mean, it's kind of like when you're learning about this and you're going through it and you're doing little tricks and, you know, this and that to try to help yourself. Like when you're happy all the time, you don't, it's almost like you don't know know how to act. Kind of like, um, well, moms go through this a lot more than dads, but when kids grow up and they leave the house and you get empty nest syndrome, right? Like when my kids went to live with their dad, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to be me because I was raising kids for 20 years, right? (laughs) So when that was gone all the time, you know, like not around all the time, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to make a meal for just me. I mean, it's the little things that you don't think about. And it's the same thing with self-love because when you're truly happy, I mean, you're happy about everything, but you're like, what's good. You're waiting for that shoe to fall. You know, like this isn't until it doesn't fall. Then you're like, holy shit. Wow.
1: I think also, too, the way society has taught us how to care about others instead of yourself first. Most people would think that if I love myself, then I'm going to be vulnerable. And I don't want to be vulnerable. Right.
0: Right. That's true. Yeah. So we go back to it's a battle. I'm not going to lie. It's a battle back and forth. You know, um, I still go through it. I'm obviously I'm not perfect. You know, I have my days. But knowing that I have those days, that's the one thing that helped me more than anything with Eddie's help was that I was okay to say, no, I'm having a bad day. I didn't have to hide it. You know what I mean? To where I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't know how many years Eddie heard that. (laughs) <laughs>
1: about
0: 10 yeah about 10 no <laughs> but to sit there and say I have my good days and I have my bad days and be okay with that was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders Chari- old saying charity begins at home if you don't look after yourself first how are you going to be able to look after another right same here with me, Andy. taught me to let to, to do that, too. Yeah. There is a power in the phrase, I don't care. But it's low existence. Caring is always worth the risk. Definitely. Definitely. <sighs> we caregivers, Panny says, we caregivers take care of everyone except ourselves. And it's very true. That is very true. But having, you know, recognizing your... I guess, bad parts. I don't want to say bad parts, but recognizing the not so good parts of yourself and saying, it's a part of who I am. You know, instead of saying, why am I like this? Why am I like this? When it comes to depression and anxiety, it's, you know, it's, it's you're fighting yourself for so many years. So when it does come to be like, okay, you know what? This is a part of me. I have my bad days. It's very hard to let that go because it's not, it's, yeah, it's, you get uncomfortable. Exactly, Nicole, tiny steps. Yes, definitely. Unfortunately, the childlike mindset of needing to seek safety is precisely what makes most people so hesitant to support you and support your self-love journey. When you walk the path less traveled, you tr- directly contradict what others have invested so much of their efforts into, comfort comfort, and mediocrity. Inevitably, you become a threat. By challenging people to reconsider their choices, actions, and mindsets through your behavior, you're unintentionally triggered self-doubt in others. And very few people are brave enough to honestly look at themselves and change. The truth is that when you start practicing self-love, you stick out. You stop fitting in. You cease being one of those misery love company people who thrive on self-pity and cynicism. You know those words. And suddenly, this puts you in a very uncomfortable position, a position where you have to choose between taking the narrow path or the wide, easy path. Hey, Freaky Geek. Hey, Freaky Geek. (laughs) Right, right, Joy. (laughs) I can understand that. Some of us give up. Others of us persist, but end up withering under the weight of social pressure. But then some of us continue on that lonely path, being comforted by the few on the way. But otherwise battling against the constant onslaught of you are not good enough. You should be like this. You aren't worth it. Or you're so selfish. Loving yourself truly and unconditionally Loving yourself in this era is a breathtaking accomplishment. Welcome back, Mo. Welcome back, Mo. It's an exceptionally rare practice that many people talk about, but few generally know how to walk the talk. So how do you prevent others from dragging you down? Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. Oh, I hope you feel better. I hope you feel better. Sorry to hear that. But so, how, like I said, how do you prevent others from dragging you down? Well, as we just explored, you'll inevitably be, be faced with people who disagree, disapprove, or outright challenge your decision to make self-love a way of life. So how do we see the big picture and prevent them from bringing you down? Number one. Okay, and these are really important. Number one, realize that other people are scared and are in pain. One part of learning how to love yourself is learning not to take so personally what others, other people, how other people treat you. Ask yourself how can a person who only knows conditioning conditional love give you unconditional love? That's like expecting a baby to climb a mountain. It doesn't happen. It can't happen. Therefore, what is the point of mourning the impossible? What is the point of getting wound up and unhappy over people in your life who do not do don't support you, but also speak against you? Their very actions speak of the object lack of true love that they have experienced. And it's sad. Most people not only don't possess unconditional love, but they also, um, they're also caught up in the underworld of fear and pain. This fear and pain are both sourced from the illusion that we are separate from life, that we are humans having a life experience rather than life having a human experience. Once you realize that people are scared and in pain, it takes a, a lot out of the sting from their disapproving stares and mistreatment of you. And it frees up the energy to provide you with more self-love. Once this realization hits you, you stop reacting to negativity and start feeling compassion for them. And it is this precise compassion that befuddles them. And sometimes is enough to motivate them to try the same path. Number two, and we've talked about this before many times, Eddie and I. Realize that how people treat you is a reflection on how they treat themselves, okay? It hurts to be the only one in your social circle trying to take responsibility for your life. It hurts to be rejected by your friends, family, and both because you're taking a different path. Learning how to love yourself more undeniably hurts badly sometimes, and other times it feels blissful and wondrous, but there is... If there is any lesson you can take away from people, how people treat you, it is this. Their actions often mirror how they treat themselves. All the links are down in the description, Anton. How you doing? So, I mean... Always think of that. If somebody's treating you badly, just imagine how they're treating themselves. So do you think that a person who mistreats you thinks they're superior to you? Most often than not, the answer is a big fat no. They mistreat you because they are threatened by you in some way, shape, or form. Unless they are cynical, narcissists, or psychopaths, most people are deeply insecure and fearful. (laughs) That's okay. I was earlier. (laughs) The more you go against the grain, the more threatening you become to them. Understand this, and your ability to practice self-love will become much easier and clearer. Well,
1: work
0: for love, be back. So is it possible to love yourself unconditionally? Unless you have reached a high level of spiritual maturity or oneness, unconditional love, self-love, is not something you can, that comes naturally. Instead, you must work at it. As spiritual beings having a human experience, our lives are characterized by highs, lows, and plateaus. In some periods of our lives, we celebrate who we are and feel confident. You know, we we all do that. We have those days that we're like, all right, come at me, come at me. And then nothing happens, right? You're like, I'm feeling confident. Say what you got. Say you're worse. But nobody says they're worse because you feel that confidence. Do you wonder why that happens? Do you wonder why that happens when you're like, come on, I'm ready for anything today, and nothing happens. But yet, when you're at your lowest, everything hits you at once. Definitely. Do you ever notice that? I do. <laughs>
1: Outside.
0: The specialist of the outside world can feel the power of a confident person and the despairness of a desperate person. You're right. Because it's just, it's it always happens like that. Chuck? Okay. <laughs> In other periods, we feel more secure, insecure, ugly, fat, messy, unlovable. And altogether shitty. This is all normal. In fact, you might go through the cycle within one week or even a day. Like the different colored ones, Amanda? I'm sorry. I did see your, I, I meant to comment on that and I didn't because Eddie walked in the room. <laughs> Are those the ones you're the colored ones or?
1: Thank you, Heather? Thank you, Ricky.
0: I'm not sure I understand, but I want you to be comfortable too. Oh, okay. So, guys, in D Live, be mindful of the stickers, the flashy ones. gotcha okay I just wanted to make sure that's why I was asking before I said anything because I didn't want I didn't want to pick you know say the wrong ones so I any, any of the flickering ones no problem hon. yeah we didn't know that if that you know that's what that's why everybody in this chat you know our chats is a uh, Yeah, the psychedelic ones. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm trying to rechat and do and read this too. But yeah, no problem, hon. Um, let's see. Where was I?
1: Hey, hey Marion,
0: how are you? Welcome. Okay. Okay, let me just start at the, the beginning here. As a spiritual beings having a human experience, our lives are characteristic, characterized by highs, lows, and plateaus. In some periods of our life, we celebrate who we are and we feel confident in our abilities. In other periods, we will feel insecure, ugly, fat, messy, unlovable, and altogether shitty. Hi, pickles. Hey, pickles. Oh, I already... I knew she
1: (laughs) did. I didn't. I know
0: you were here. (laughs) This is all normal. In fact, you might go through the cycle within one week or even a day. We know I go through many of those cycles. (laughs) The important thing here is to embed self-love deeply into your spiritual waking practice, if that's what you're doing. Then when the time comes and you're challenged, you'll be able to Practice mindfulness and awareness instead of getting swept up in self-loathing. You'll be capable of practicing self-compassion instead of neglecting your body. You'll know when to practice self-care. So you see in the big picture here? The thing that is it is, is being aware of your thoughts is a big one as well. Okay, being aware of how you feel at certain times or why you feel at certain times. Just that itself helps a lot. At least it did help me. Um, Really looking at my thoughts and being like, why would I think that? Or why did what she said make me think that way? Being aware of that sort of thing helps a lot. Again, like I said, at least it helped me. Um, So, yes, you might experiment or experience mystical moments of complete self-love and acceptance, but these are fleeting moments that don't last. To make self-love and acceptance more of a constant experience, you have to practice it consciously every single day. No excuses. So the message here is that don't be upset. If you alternate between self-love and self-hatred, it's normal to go through the ups and downs. But the more you practice embracing yourself each day, the more you'll be able to deal with what life throws at you. And relax. Give yourself a break. We all go through the ups and downs. Remember that attaining self-love can just be another thing you use to beat yourself up and feel a, feel like a failure. Don't let it do that. Okay, so slow down. Go easy on yourself. Whatever, whatever arises, love that. This means you can practice accepting and forgiving all things that arise on you, including insecurity, Shame, guilt, and self-judgment. Forgive yourself. It's okay. I felt like that. It's done and over with. On to the next. Here are a few tips that can take away from this article that I have personally learned on a path. Well, not me, but the person writing. One... Learn to be disconcerning and say, no, that's not true. You'll hear a lot of things on your past, some consciously and some unconsciously. You'll be told that your body isn't slim enough, your face isn't pretty enough, your personality isn't charming enough, making mistakes is unacceptable, taking care of your needs is selfish, yada, yada, yada. Not only are these all untrue and unhealthy perceptions, um obviously will immediately be obvious. Some of them will creep into your mind and belief system, polluting your self-perception. In fact, many of these toxic toxic perceptions probably already have. Not many people talk about discernment when it comes to learning about how to love yourself more. It's largely a dull-sounding word, but it's so important. For assistance, how can you tell the truth from lies without learning how to be disconcerting? To learn how to be disconcerting, you need to question everything. Yes, that can be tiring, but it's worth every ounce of your effort. Why? Because being disconcerting will help you to sort through a lot of mental rubbish, adequate beliefs, and harmful ideas. And learning to say, no, that's not true, helps you discover what the truth actually is. And the truth is always grounded in love. But again, you'll have to discover this for yourself. The more clarity you have, the more you'll be able to support and stick up for yourself. And that's what's the loving part about this, too, that I love. Is because the more you learn about yourself and who you truly are, all the way down to your like core values, the more you understand why you react to different things. Like things that you didn't even think about that you react to, you're like, oh shit, I get that now. I get why it bothered me. Number two, be your own best friend. Are you your your own mortal enemy? I was. I'll tell you that. If most of us spoke to others the way we spoke to ourselves, we would have no friends. Let me say that again. If most of us spoke to others the way we spoke to ourselves, we would have no friends. You are with yourself 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You're with yourself through all the glory and all the pain. Doesn't it make sense to be your best friend, to to be best friends with yourself? Wouldn't that make your life so much easier? So my question for you is this. How close are are you with yourself? Because to practice self-love, it's important for us to consciously change our relationship with ourselves and treat ourselves with compassion and consideration, just as we would with our best friend. How many times have we let let our best friends slide with things because we're like, oh, I get them. Yeah. Right? But yet, what, we don't get ourselves?
1: Why would you want to get yourself? That just wouldn't make sense. Right. Society's eyes. (laughs) Welcome back, Andy.
0: Welcome back, Andy. Damn YouTube. (laughs) So. Again, my question to you is how close are you with yourself? Do you give yourself pep talks as a best friend would? Do you treat yourself to fun and exciting activities you love? Are you there to hold your own hand when things get messy? If your answer is no or rarely or even sometimes, it's time to do things differently. Explore what it feels like being your own best friend. One activity you can do this week that honors this philosophy. Yeah. What one activity can you do this week that honors this philosophy? Exactly. You know what specialism needs. You're totally right. It said talk to yourself out loud. That's not crazy. If you do, you'll be nice to yourself. And you know what? I'm. You know what? I, I totally agree with that. Totally. Because I, when I started, before I started, Started practicing self-love, um, which was uh, not about four years now, and I still got a lot to do. Hey, Blue. Hey, Blue. Um, I would hide that I was talking to myself. You know what I mean? You'd go around mumbling. and yeah, I'm sure I looked crazier than if I was actually talking to myself out loud. Do you know what I mean? Um, but it helps. It does. You hear yourself more. It's not just in your brain, it's outside of your, you know what I mean, skull. So you're hearing it like double, basically, if that makes sense. That's it, Nicole. Yeah, I mean, we punish ourselves for the little things we do. I mean, when, if you had missed, and that's the thing, that's how it works. Like if you had, she said, today I had to take the bus for an appointment with a doctor. I get panic attacks taking the bus. But I did it, and I was so proud of yourself. And I'm proud of you for that. Because it's even little steps like that. Because if you had missed a bus or made an excuse of why, I know, because I'm, I'm talking from experience, make an excuse of, excuse me, why you can't get there or whatnot, you would have dogged yourself internally. At least that's what I used to do. And it could be something like having a thought, oh, I'll wash that window today. And then not doing it. And then I'll dog myself for not doing that. And maybe not even realize I dog myself for not doing it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have to tell myself, even even if um, I'm having a cigarette, right? And I think to myself, I might want one more. And... I have to kind of like, oh, I have to do this. Smoke faster, right? And then I'm like, this probably don't make sense to anybody, but I have to tell myself, no, slow down. You're okay.
1: You're not missing anything.
0: You're not missing anything. You're good. Chill out a bit. You know what I mean? It's like giving yourself those little permissions. Like, it's okay. You're 47 freaking years old, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you You know what I mean? I have to do that every morning when I get up while drinking my coffee. Yeah, it just, you know, you just. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim, you lurking. <laughs> All right, so number three. Oh. When you talk to yourself out loud, you mentally process it like it was a friend talking to you. Yes, it's a good way to get it out, get it out of your head. Yes. Thank you for the lemons.
1: Thank you, special.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. The eye is Nanui. <laughs> Number three, change the way you perceive your flaws. As spiritual teacher Jeff Foster puts it, don't judge your sadness, your depression, your feelings of unworthiness so quickly, and don't judge the sorrows of another for you really don't know what's best for anyone. For you really don't know more than life itself. That which you reject in another or yourself may actually be much needed medicine. A misunderstood teacher inviting you to a self-love deeper than you ever thought possible. It may be a threshold guardian, a gatekeeper, or a forgotten kingdom. Instead of seeing our guilt, jealousy, anger, fear, and sadness as a terrible curse, see them as opportunities to grow. Realize that everyone struggles with these universal human emotions. We all feel insecure at times, and it's okay. It's perfectly okay. You know, it's just, it's, it's letting yourself be yourself. Exactly, Nicole. She said, I have flaws. Who doesn't? Accepting your flaws is a step to use them in a positive way. You're exactly right. Hey, Patrick. Patrick, how you doing, buddy? Hurry back, Freaky. All right, Freaky Geek, hurry back. Um, exactly. I mean, once you learn to love yourself wholeheartedly, how can something be great if there is only greatness around flaws are necessary? Exactly. Exactly. They are necessary. They write, I I remember how difficult it was for me to change the way I perceived my imperfection. Every time someone pointed out a flaw of mine or criticized me in any way, I would feel depressed, angry, and defensive. One day, my partner said, instead of getting all sad and mopey, why not see this as an opportunity to grow? To be honest, I wanted to punch him in the face right then and there. But after a few months, I thought, what the hell? And i will give it a try. What a humongous difference it made in my life. Instead of getting defensive, I would feel the sting to my ego, but another part of me would feel gratitude. Gratitude for the chance to grow. So give this mindset trick a spin. See what happens when you start perceiving your imperfections as an opportunity to grow. See what happens when you meet inner challenges with gratitude. Just see. That's right. And he says, many years ago, I spent a couple of years trying to be someone and something I ain't. Yep. Most miserable years of my life. Now I ain't good enough as I am. Then I'll be even worse trying to be something else. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I talk a lot about core values, you know, find out what your core values are and set them core values. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody comes up to you and and says something where like your core values, you'll know when somebody's going against your core values or trying to make you go against your core values. And I use that as, as technique a lot because I'm like, no. I basically, like it says in this article, I go, no, that's not the truth. Do you know what I mean? If that, if that makes. All right, Amanda, take care, hon.
1: Have a good day, Amanda. But that's
0: true. I mean, you, you got to be yourself. You gotta be yourself. Welcome back, Freaky. Welcome back, Freaky. I just try to be myself now. For years in the military, I was what they trained me to be and what they wanted. Right. And that's another thing. That's like that empty nest syndrome. And I'm sure Eddie can relate. That when you come out of service, I'm sure it's like, now what do I do?
1: Is well, that yeah. you guys get that? Yeah, like. Did you run such a such wet schedule? from like 4.30 in the morning all day long. Right. So you get your first taste of freedom and you're like, what the hell do I do?
0: Right. That's why my mom used to joke. My mom used to joke because if I got a babysitter for the kids, I wasn't one that went out and partied or, you know what I mean? I'd go to her house and hang out. (laughs) Just without the kids. Just chill. And she's like, You need to get out and live. (laughs) Nicole said, if I'm not good enough for others, then I'll be good enough for me. That's right. Addicts ask themselves the same thing. Yes, when they get sober. Now what? Yeah. Definitely.
1: Okay, hurry back again.
0: All right, hurry back. Are you making tea? But freaky geek, you're right. You have to, <clears throat> to find yourself years and after, years of doing what you've been told. Yeah, yeah. They don't train you to be in the civilian world, right? Exactly.
1: It's it's tough. Life is tough. Well, they kind of they kind of they try to train you. I, I do, Patrick. It's like your last thirty days. Um, you're called a two digit midget. In your last thirty days, you don't have to get up and run PT. You don't have to do the hikes. You don't have to do any of that stuff anymore because they're afraid you're going to get hurt. So now they have to medically take care of you and all this and that. And, and that's the only way they get you ready to go into the civilian world. Right. You still can't leave the base until everybody's been released. So you got to eat when everybody else eats. Right. So, yeah, it's really not... Uh, a transition back into civilian life. Right.
0: My mom used to tell me, don't be so soft,
1: get tough, Wise words.
0: See, that's what they used to tell Ryan, my son Ryan, because Ryan was a mama's boy. But Ryan also had the mentality of he's, he's like me, basically, <laughs> the boy version of me. So, like, in our younger years, we we're definitely softer than most. Um, but, like, once, and it's funny because it happened with me too, but once he had puberty and he was like, listen, I'm going to hang out with these kids that most people don't like, most kids don't like, I don't care. I don't care what you say. He got his confidence right then and there. It was like all that came at once. So he was one of the many lucky ones that, you know. But uh I would I'm soft to a point. Unless you hit a core value. Then then I get very fierce and very, I don't know. I'm like, I have two personalities. Wouldn't you say, honey?
1: You know that song, Number of the Beast?
0: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Not that
1: bad. It just kind of appears on her forehead. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, my God. Run. Okay. Practice
0: loving all that arises. Moving on.
1: (laughs) That saying, run for us, run. They they (laughs) took that from her.
0: He's such... He's
1: lying. <laughs> he's just Go, lying. Hey, you were going to say I oh, was such an asshole, I know.
0: Yeah, well, you're, you are such an asshole, but you know. <laughs> oh, my God. You're the best. You're the best.
1: <laughs>
0: we could turn off that heater now.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm sitting over here falling asleep because it's so fucking hot in here. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't noticed. I'm like... Uh, What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like I freaking walked into the fucking
0: Satan's den. (laughs) (laughs) I was freezing earlier. Number four, practice loving all that arises. Critical and self-judgment is um, the thesis of self-love. The core reason we struggle so much with self-love in the first place is that we judge and reject ourselves. Now, don't get me wrong, self-judgment is not always a bad thing, but we need to be able to measure up our ability to achieve certain tasks at work as well as understand our strengths and weaknesses to make smart choices. Not only that, but self-judgment can actually save our lives.
1: Well, you remember that old saying, though, we are our own worst critics. Right, definitely. Definitely.
0: You know, some ways that I that I practice like self-love, like I I used to be the type that um like at work I had to get everything done right away, right? Get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. After a while, I knew my body couldn't handle that. And so I'm like, you know what, this is what I am, take me for what I am. If you wanna fire me, fire me. I don't care i can only do so much at so many at so much at certain times at certain times you know what i mean that's a way that i recognized hey i can't do this anymore did i hate it yes cuz i've always been a go getter always been a go getter and it takes some time it does because you know you're like you start feeling you know that worthless and and stuff like that but you're not you're not You're still doing many, many things. So but you know, like like I said, self-judgment can actually save lives. Like, hmm, am I I too distracted after drinking alcohol? So maybe I probably shouldn't drive on that busy ass highway. You know, obviously, you know, that sort of things, it's knowing ourselves. I'm telling you, that's the key. Knowing yourself. And- <laughs>
1: Patrick was right though, Uh, where he says, uh, "I got to scroll up now because went on by." We can be so hard on our on our own selves that we can go into a very dark place and end it, because that place will put you in in depression.
0: Definitely, definitely. You're talking to a suicide survivor.
1: Yeah, well, that makes two of us.
0: Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, it's and it's very hard. And, again, that's, you know, I told you the story of how, like, four years ago, I got pissed at my life. I said, screw this, and I'm not going to live like this anymore. And that's when I started changing, and that's when I started, you know, helping myself learn about self-love and, you know. But here is the other thing. Self-judgment can become toxic when it's usually negative, negatively scrutinizes, minimizes and bad mouths shame and otherwise harm ourselves. Unfortunately, most of us are in the habit of doing this thanks to our conditioning as children. It's actually so- socially acceptable to give ourselves shit because that's what everyone else has been doing for a long time. One powerful but not necessarily easy practice is learning to love all that arises. And when I write all, I mean everything. When I write love, what I mean is embrace and accept the nice and nasty, comfortable and uncomfortable things within you. I also refer this to radical self-acceptance. As writer-teacher Matt Kahn explains, instead of teaching to shift your feelings, just love the one who can't stop feeling. Instead of trying to resolve each fear, simply love the one who's always afraid. It's telling us to love Freaky.
1: Yeah, because he's always afraid.
0: (laughs) Instead of trying to take things personally, love the one who who come here to make like personal that didn't make sense hold on instead of trying to take oh my god instead of trying to not take things personally just love the one who came here to make like personal instead of trying to prove your worth simply love the one who feels worthless lost ashamed and alone Instead of trying to leap forward in evolution, just love the one who feels left behind instead of having something to prove. Simply love the one who came here to play.
1: Welcome back, scoops.
0: Welcome back, scoops. Instead of bossing yourself around and measuring your progress through spiritual obedience, just love the one who refuses to listen. Instead of trying to believe, simply love the one in doubt instead of trying to Whatever you attempt, just love the one who needs permission to be. Whatever arises, love that. And they could, yeah. I mean, but Abram Hicks is not for everybody either. But they, they've helped me a lot, too. <laughs> Freaky said I was sneaking I better watch out and says that <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid so few things Hey that is why It's so hard to love me I'm afraid so few things That could be It could be your confidence That scares people (laughs) now, but be confident. That's who you are. Don't change you because that right person will come for you. Do you know what I'm saying? It might just be longer and you have to wait, but that right person's going to come for you. Because if you change yourself and it's really not you, you're going to find somebody that's not really for you. If that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. Specialist says, when I get depressed, I used to go and volunteer at homeless shelter, caring for people that generally appreciate it. It was healing. Yeah, definitely. I can understand that. Patrick says, I'm having a hard day today, but being here and a couple of friends keep me going and lift me up. That's why I'm here with you guys. Well, I'm glad you came in, Patrick. I really am, and I hope it is helping. That's right. Patrick is our mascot. Make Sense Specialist Andy says, I've often tried to volunteer for Salvation Army Soup Kitchens on Christmas Day. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. I already knew that, though. You guys are just freaking phenomenal. I love you guys so much. Number five, the art of self-care. Most of us are terribly discontent from our bodies, minds, hearts, and souls. That's why we talked about chakras last week, right? And the week before we live in a world that encourages us to be extreme externally focused and outwardly. you're the best
1: thank you nicole see how you stick a little longer before it pops up yeah yes patrick you're right we are a big family that's right um
0: so we live in a world that encourages us to be externally focused and outwardly driven But learning how to love yourself is about going in the opposite direction and taking some of your energy and directing it inwards. There are endless ways to practice self-care. And I'll put a link down in the bottom also that has another article. Um, She says that uh, she explores 39 different ideas in her self-care article. But to get you get you started, I recommend starting with your body. Spend time. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> well,
1: that one was ever.
0: <laughs> no, somebody called Nicole McColl. Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just happened to look over and see that. Spend each um spend time each day connecting with the physical and explore what you need. Perhaps you are tired and need more sleep. Maybe your muscles ache and you need more to do some stretches. Or might or you might even need a new a good nutritious meal. These practices may seem simple. <laughs> Thank you Patrick for the ice creams. Um These practices may seem simple, but they send a very direct and powerful message to your Conscious and unconscious mind that you are worthy of being cared for. You don't think about that. You don't think about that. You know, you need a really good meal and you're like, what's that got to do with anything? But that signifies to your body that, hey, it do she it. knows me. She knows me. I need that nutrition. Number six. Be your own advocate and stand up for yourself. That's the big one. Being your own advocate, because let me tell you something, at least in my experience, okay? I'll advocate for everybody else. And I've known this for a lot of many years, a lot of years. I'll advocate for anybody else, fight tooth and nail. But if, something, if it's something that I got to fight for, for myself, I'd rather not. Why is that? Because I'm telling myself right there subconsciously that I'm not worthy of that fight. I find excuses of not to fight for myself. But see, knowing that little tidbit about myself helps me in my day-to-day life. So be your own advocate. Being your own advocate means exploring what your needs are and respecting them, which is a form of self-love. What is non-negotiable or what is a deal breaker in your life? What are are your deeply cherished values? What are your boundaries? We all have them. Standing up for what you believe is a form of self-respect. In order to be your own advocate, you need to explore what is making you feel unhappy, depressed, or overwhelmed in your life. Write it down. What are the what are what, yeah, what lines are being crossed? In which areas do you feel used or taken for granted? What makes you feel unsafe? You might like to explore these questions in your journal, and if you don't journal already. You know, I will, we'll definitely talk about it. Oh donuts. Who's bringing donuts? That took away everything. <laughs> Were you going to say something, honey? Oh, okay. I saw donuts, and I was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't make I know. I don't get them on these days of the week. <laughs>
1: You only get them on the days of the week, if I remember.
0: Yeah, exactly. Then I have to send them a message. Hey, you're making donuts. That means I get some in the morning, <laughs> right? <laughs> so remember that being assertive about your needs and values isn't a for being obnoxious. Don't be an obnoxious asshole saying, hey, it's my value, <laughs> Andy. No. <laughs> you don't need to be loud, angry, or emotional, reactive to be an advocate for yourself. That approach will backfire for you very quickly. Instead, healthy assertiveness is about honoring yourself while at the same time being respectful towards others. Some mantras or affirmations, and like I told you, affirmations in the beginning, I hated them. Okay, I didn't think they worked, but they do. Um, so some mantras or affirmations that you might like to repeat to yourself to practice Healthy assertiveness includes I calmly and firmly honor my needs. I receive my needs in a gentle and assertive way. I honor my needs, values, and feelings always. I create clear and constant boundaries that protect my energy. And I have the right to defend my needs and desires. That's a big one. I have the right to tell yourself you have the right to defend your needs and desires.
1: Did Andy see a <laughs> Nicole's like, you're in trouble. <laughs> I don't
0: know. What did you say, Andy? Andy, what did you say? Oh, apple, strudel, and custard. Oh, that sounds so good. Here we go. It's always food. It always leads back to food. Why? <laughs> you can take those mantras, affirmation, and create some of your own. Number seven, right here. What have I talked about? Explore the core beliefs that that keep you small.
1: You sure? The, the core value? The what? The core value. Well, remember that day. Yeah, yeah, I kept.
0: Yeah, I know. Explore the core core beliefs that keep you small. First, I want to start with saying this is deep work. Although it may not seem like it at first, diving into the dark, neither regions of your mind, is an act of self love. But small baby steps when it comes to this, I can't explain that enough, because it's not all like I say unicorns and rainbows. It gets hard, but the benefit is freaking so much more. Excavating your core beliefs, the main ideas you have about yourself, can and will transform your life if you know how to do it properly. For a more in depth overview, I will put the. We'll be talking. We've talked about shadow work before, um, but I'll put some more articles, maybe in the group. Or on the forum. I'm not sure. We'll see. But I will definitely leave something if you need. If you definitely want to know and more information, get a hold of me, and I will, you know.
1: on answering. <laughs> no, not when it comes to this. Yes.
0: <laughs> However, for the sake of clarity, I'll give you a few helpful examples of core beliefs. Common ones include: I am bad. There's something innately wrong with me. I'm not worth it. I'm unlovable. I'm broken. There are so many ways to uncover and change your core beliefs. One practice that this person has that she recently discovered is how powerful the use of a mirror can be. Stand in front of a mirror in your house and designate at least 10 minutes to stand alone and undisturb your, be undisturbed with yourself. Then simply look at yourself, gaze into the eyes, your eyes What emotions and thoughts emerge? Mirror work is one of the most direct and dynamic ways of uncovering your self-talk and core beliefs. Pay attention to your inner dialogue that sounds like the following. I look so ugly. This is stupid. There's something wrong with me. And notice what type of thoughts and feelings you keep having. Then enfold your body in a hug. Look at yourself and say, it's okay. I'm here for you. I accept you. Or whatever feels the most loving and authentic to you. Write your experience in a journal. That's what my mom used to say because I used to have a little curl in the middle of my forehead. (laughs) So, I'll leave you with a few other perspectives on learning how to love yourself with a variety of writers, thinkers, poets, psychologists, and mystics. So, one says, Do you want to meet the love of your life? Look in the mirror. Brian Katie, Byron Katie, sorry. Compassionate towards yourself, you could reconcile all beings in the world. To love oneself in the beginning of life, uh, to love oneself is the beginning of a lifelong romance. You have been criticizing yourself for years and it hasn't worked. Try approving of yourself and see what happens. Louis L. Hay. I like that one. The more self-love we have, the less we experience self-abuse. Self-abuse comes from self-rejection. And self-rejection comes from having an image of what might, what it means to be perfect and never measuring up to that idea. Our image of perfection is the reason we reject ourselves. It is why we don't accept ourselves the way we are and why we don't accept others the way they are. Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. I actually was going to buy those cards, The Four Agreements. Your problem is you're too busy holding up, holding on to your unworthiness. Ram Das. When I love myself, I begin leaving whatever wasn't healthy. This meant people, jobs, my own beliefs and habits, anything that kept me small. My judgment called it disloyal. Now I see it as self loving. Kim McGillan. And that's so true. I mean, once you you know what? I'm sorry, it used to take me forever to get rid of a friend. Forever. But this day and age, today, if somebody now I'm not gonna block somebody or do something over something stupid. But if they if I see negativity over and over again, I, I just don't wanna deal with it. I don't wanna see it. I don't wanna deal with it. I can understand having negative Thoughts or whatnot is fine. I mean, you know, we all have them and we all post them. And you know what I mean? That's fine. To vent, beautiful. You know what I can mean? get it out. But when I see it has cruelty to do with others, I have no no qualms about saying bye-bye, you're gone. But I'm not talking about that type of negativity, Patrick. When somebody needs help, that's different. Yes, I'll be there for them all day. I'm talking about, like, people that just promote negativity. Do you know what I mean? Right? No, I bring them to Ryan. So he's the one that plays Minecraft and Danielle. (laughs) I don't play. I've never played Minecraft and I probably never will. (laughs) Sometimes you have to take a step back in order to help yourself. That's right. That's right. And it's okay. It's okay to start over from this day forward. It's like I said, it all has to go back to when, when, which was very hard for me, but, excuse me, once my store started making money, I looked at it like the universe was like, is this really what you want to do? Do you want to be on here 24-7 dealing with all this stuff? Is this what you really want to do? And I thought to myself, this isn't what I really wanted to do, even though I put years and years, Eddie knows, put years and years, and we put a lot of money into that store and everything like that. But at that point in time, it was like, this isn't what I want. To, this isn't what I want to do. You know what I mean? But I had to get to that point of, like I said, I felt like it was the universe saying, "Is this really here? We'll we'll show you what it's like. We'll give you that money. You know what I mean? But is it really what you want to do?" And I was like, "No." And it would, then it was hard telling him. He's like. You stopped your source, did you? And I was like, yep. I did. I ain't gonna lie,
1: I was upset at first.
0: Right. But then I started doing that, or doing this. And that was two years ago, and I absolutely love it. I'm in a better, more better mindset, don't you think? Absolutely. Doing this, you know? You're the best. So another one is if you can discover your essential beauty in spite of all your problems and imperfections, Uh, I know what the fart you are on the way toward well-being a preliminary step. Uh, What the fart? (laughs) A preliminary step is simply to accept yourself with all your failures and imperfections. You must get the ego out of the way. The thought that you are so exalted that in your refined state, you would be perfect. Acceptance is the beginning of genuine of genuine and honest self-love. A requirement for perceiving your own beauty. Thomas More, Dark Knight of the Soul. Yes, Blue, exactly. Blue says, I'm good. I feel good about myself. And someone says that all the time. I don't want to be around them. It drains me. You do. Loving yourself isn't vanity. It's sanity. Then, of course, from the great Maya Angelou, you are alone enough. You have nothing to prove to anyone. And that's so true. Who are we... You know, we're trying to, when we're trying to prove ourselves to someone, we're actually trying to prove ourselves to ourselves. Being true to who we are means carrying our spirit like a candle in the center of our darkness. If we are to live without silencing or numbing essential parts of who we are, a vow must be invoked and upheld with oneself. The same comment Commitments in pronoun- we pronounce when embarking on marriage can be understood eternally as devotion to care of one's soul, to have and to hold, for better or for worse, and sickness in the house, and to love and cherish till death doeth part. This means staying committed to your inner path. This means not separating from yourself when things get tough or confusing. This means accepting and embracing your faults and limitations. It means Loving yourself no matter how others see you. It means cherishing the unchangeable radiance that lives within you. No matter the cuts and bruises along the way. Mark Nepo, from the book of Awakening.
1: Well, all you people that think that sometimes you feel like you ain't good enough for anybody. Always remember when you're in this room, you're more than good enough. That's right. Definitely. Self love isn't always
0: so poetic. Sometimes it's nice. It's a nice big triple black backflip, kicking the ass when you got to call. You got to call yourself on your own nonsense. <laughs> An incredible, efficient way you can be self-destructive.
1: Before you start the show, I got something I want to show everybody. I got it at work today. <laughs> okay. This is cool. I like it.
0: You like it? And I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, I have been waiting my whole life for this. That almost made me cry. Yeah. That almost made me cry. That's beautiful. Freaky
1: just went deep. Patrick, it's not that you're not good enough. There's not enough of you to share out. What? (laughs) (laughs) YouTube's
0: messing with Andy big time today. I'm going to say that again. And I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, I've been waiting my whole life for this. The relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship you have. Jane Travis. I now see how owning your story and loving ourselves through the process is the bravest thing that we will ever do. Green Brown. Self-love, self-respect, self-worth. There's a reason they all start with self. You cannot find them in anyone else unknown. I like that one too. If your compassion does not include yourself, it's incomplete. Self-love is the foundation of a loving practice. Without it, other effects to love fail. Giving ourselves love, we provide our inner being with the opportunity to have the unconditional love we may have always longed to receive from someone else. The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are, Carl Jung. To be beautiful means be yourself. You don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. And that's so true. So what's your experience with self-love? And what is your hardest, what do you think the hardest part of learning about how to self-love? Yourself, dun dun dun, <laughs> and that's what I got for today, guys. What do you think? I
1: think it's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Still learning. We're always, we'll always be still learning. Mm-hmm.
1: Always. Even when you die, you're still learning.
0: Exactly. We have a Freaky Geek Canyon now? <laughs> I missed it. And he lost it.
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
0: I fucking lost it. Oh, no. How the
1: fuck
0: did I lose it? That's okay, Freaky Geek. I'm glad you guys liked it. But it's truly, though, listen to yourselves. You know, you guys are wonderful. You guys can't even express how awesome you guys are. I can't. You know, I mean, I have the best group of people that come in here. I really do. I
1: found it.
0: The hard thing is to stay aware of this for all times, not only for now. Yeah, you're right, Anton. It is. I mean, you have, you do veer off. I veer off. Definitely. You know, I veer off all the time. and Or my ego takes over. And... You know, I have to go back and write myself, you know what I mean? And it's hard, but you learn more from it. It's another learning curve, another learning experience, if that makes sense. Okay, so what else, you found it, you said? Yeah. All right, let me put him up on the screen. Oh, no, no
1: you got to be on beach Oh, you do. You so do. Yeah, you so need to get smacked, too. <sighs> <sighs> we'll even put them on bigger so you guys know everybody knows that with this pandemic and everything going on anytime you walk into a public store you have to wear a mask that's the only time we got to wear it around here is when we go into a place of business we can walk up and down the streets you don't have to wear one or anything and you know how stores um, play that monopoly game our store just started the monopoly up again yesterday and and this is what they give us to wear as masks Play Monopoly.
0: But where is this? You uh, <laughs>
1: I mean, never wore one.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I had to go Mandela effect there for a minute. <laughs> What's it called? I can't even remember what it's called. Monocle. Monocle, yeah.
1: But yeah, they gave us oh, that. Don't want to do they do passed it. They passed it. I to wear
0: uh, You know, I had to put that in there. I had to go Mandela, you know, effect somehow.
1: I can't wait until Easter, see what they give us for that. Um, (laughs) Probably need a nose, rub a bunny with whiskers and fucking attached to a pair of ears.
0: No, that'd be funny. Face billiards, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Mr. Moneybags. (laughs) Without his monocle. oh good Skook. She's like I'm in a better mood. Thank you guys. Well I hope I hope you guys always have a good time in here. At least gets you in a better mood.
1: I'll be in a much better mood if we get that stimulus true, check. I know. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My Harry, that white.
0: No, he can't be Colonel Sanders' stunt double because we don't have a Kf- cap C, C here. Time. Chocolate time.
1: Celebration time. Chocolate Do you know uh, Freaky time. He never wore a monocle. Never.
0: Oh, what the? F- I know. What the fart? It's a Mand- Mandela Mandela effect, baby. Freaking monocles and Fruit Loops.
1: It actually, uh, specialist, it, it might actually be on his uh, desk by tomorrow. And trust me, I, I've been following that part of that.
0: Believe me, we want to
1: move, man. We want to move. <laughs> so we're like
0: trying to grab up every bit of money we can. <laughs> wear a tie. Who? What tie?
1: I won't even wear a damn tie when I die. <laughs> Oh no, we're gonna plant <laughs> <No. laughs> It'll be in my goddamn will. <laughs> you know that they are they will not give permission to any other fast food restaurant to open up in this town. Well, I'm sure you remember him with one Patrick but he's never he never had one. He never had one. We've <laughs> changed the timeline
0: guys. He's never had a monocle. I told you. I told you that I solved everything because we live in the here and now. There's no past, no future, right? So right now, somebody is building the pyramids. Somebody is changing the fruit loops of how to spell fruit loops. Somebody is taking away Mr. Moneybags' monocle. It's all happening at once. (laughs) That's why we have the Mandela effect.
1: The only thing we have here, Heather, is Subway.
0: That's it. We have no McDonald's. We have no Burger King. We have no Arby's. We have no KFC. We have no Wendy's. We have fucking say Sub- Subway. I, went, I was going to say Safeway. We have a Safeway.
1: He did not have a monocle. <laughs> we covered all that in one of our shadow shows.
0: You're getting them mixed up with Mr. Peanuts.
1: That's like uh, horses that had mustaches.
0: Yes. Should I do another Mandela effect show?
1: Yeah, but you have to get all new ones though.
0: I know. I gotta find them. I'll go to (laughs) Scarab. Scarab News.
1: All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: true, freaky.
1: No, not Mister Penis.
0: Peanut. I said Mister Peanut i know he's being an i know how did the only fast food i heard of when shadows leaving eddie behind from the seal or whatever wasn't a seal i wouldn't have ran from a seal
1: this bitch was a walrus it was a
0: freaking feline and it's a lot bigger a lot bigger
1: how do you find new mandela thingies with magnifying glasses Yes, you go and search.
0: Say that didn't that doesn't look right. That's not right. I go into Mandela effect
1: all the time. Groups. No, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I just look for Mandela effects. Search Google Mandela effects. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm ready for a cigarette.
0: All right, he's ready for a cigarette. Do you know what that
1: means guys? Get on over to D-Live. That means hugs, fist bumps, stay state, stay strong, and we'll get through this together. Stay state? I'm trying to fucking stretch at the same time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for being here. You know we appreciate each and every one of you. All the new faces, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Oh, my God. Did Eddie ever tell you that he stapled a couple of herring to your jacket, Missy? No wonder why the sea lion liked you so See? much. See, <laughs> I knew it.
0: I knew it. That was just nuts. It wouldn't have been so bad if it was during the day. Do you know what I mean? But it was at that dusk where the lights were
1: just. Oh of- no, it was beyond dusk.
0: Yeah, it was beyond dusk. It was beyond. It was dusk yeah. when we got there. But you know, and. The, our boss meeting our boss down at the pier, he's like, Oh, the sea lion was here, but he swam off. I think he just said that just to bullshit me.
1: Well, I don't know, because I told you, I said, I see one swimming.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. But
1: then he went down deeper, you couldn't see the, the, uh, the wake or anything, and all of a sudden he just popped up.
0: <laughs> like from me to the wall.
1: Thank you, Freaky.
0: I mean, that's, yeah.
1: Well, you're really giving him a distance there. You're surrounded by four walls. His Which, hat, <laughs> one <of> that, <laughs>
0: that one, and his head was like that big. I mean, no lie.
1: If he if he got on the pier between me and in shadows, I'd I would be done.
0: <laughs> I'd be like, shit! I gotta go get the keys somehow.
1: Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <off>. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I'm glad. Yes. Thank you, you're awesome, Anton. you all you guys are awesome. I love you guys so much. Are you have you hyped up chat? I haven't seen no hyping going on there. <laughs> Tomorrow is of course freaky news Friday. So make sure you know we got we got all the UFO the cryptid, paranormal, all that good stuff. Uh, freaky news of the week.
1: Oh we thank you, Blue.
0: Thank you everybody for congrat the congratulations on the grandma and grandpa. So happy and so excited. <laughs> there you go. See? Specialist of needs knows. All right, guys, I'm hitting that button now. I am distributing the awards. 20 seconds. <laughs> if it didn't pop up for you, you know how it goes. I didn't do the freaking credits? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> There's so much to remember. Yep. I'm gonna run have to credit. get my whiteboards out. I have like five of them. Did you ever? Did you tell them that? Uh, Yeah. Click on the chest. I clicked it. So if it doesn't show up, hit the chest. I know. I haven't. I'm not even closing out yet.
1: Well, who knows? You didn't run credits. Shut up. <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> so Nicola got 79.8. Heather got 46.2. Patrick got 33.7. Freaky Geek got 26.9. Specialist of Needs got 22.7. Yay! I don't have... A clapper. A clapper. I need a clapper. There we go. Yay! Perfect timing. (laughs) Perfect timing. Thank you for the ice cream, Specialist of Needs. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for the diamonds. Thank
1: you, Freaky. Thank
0: you, Freaky Geek. He's happy.
1: He probably got enough lemons to do it.
0: I (laughs) He's like, I got him. I got him. Thank you guys so much for being here. I really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. The I is the new we. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your Thursday. I will see you tomorrow. We will see you tomorrow. You're the best.
1: Never count on me being here because I never know what you are going to do. That's true. That's true.
0: But so hopefully we'll be both be here for Freaky News Friday Guys, take care. Have a great rest of the day. Love you guys so much. Be safe. Stay strong. And uh, remember, what the hell?
1: Yes. Remember, what the hell?
0: Yes. No, it was something, Remember, find something today that makes you smile with your eyes. We love you.